Is it my turn? Ooh, who is your best friend and why? Well, you're my best friend because you're always there for me when I need your help. I know, baby. So, it's been a short while since Father's Day, and outside of my birthday, this tends to feel like the most emotional day of the year for me, probably for a lot of other people too. It's the day we celebrate fathers and male role models, people who have a great impact on the direction of society, whose presence or absence is felt deeply in every home. So for some, it could be a positive moment to thank a man for their good work, while for others, a moment to mourn or make more peace with the bad work or total absence of another man. Either way, I think it's an important day and in reflection of it, I'd like to make a confession on behalf of a group of people for whom the importance of fathers is, in my opinion, very understated or completely overlooked. My name is Martin King, and you are listening to Confessions of a Creative Conversationalist. I've been a teacher by profession for at most five out of my eight years in the career space, and I've served at two great schools while gaining a ton of experience in both the office setting with all the colleagues who some of them turned into friends, others became family. And of course, the classroom where I began as an assistant teacher and eventually made my way up to teaching my own classes under mentorship. By the way, Sir Martin was and is and always will be an English teacher. (laughs) And besides teaching all by itself, My favorite part of the job remains getting to pour myself into the lives of the children. It's funny, whenever I tell someone that I teach, their first reaction is almost always like, oh my goodness, kids, how are you handling those difficult kids? Isn't that hard? Like, how do you even do it? They would drive me crazy. But handling kids, that's only part of the job. In fact, If you train them up well and establish healthy boundaries, you won't even have a hard time and there'll be plenty more time to pour yourself into their lives. And that moment when you see their eyes light up and you can either tell or they tell you that you've made a positive impact in their heart, that moment is incredible. So it's fair to open up by saying, I've learned quite a lot from teaching professionally. And whether I'm in a school or not, I'll always carry that love for pouring myself into young men and women. I find it interesting though, given that it's a male teacher saying this, how few of us they are in the teaching space. And maybe this is just limited to my small experience, but in all my years as both a student and then teacher, there was always a shortage of men in these spaces, particularly compared to women. In primary school, for the first five years, all my teachers were women. And it was so common that in grade six, 
when my friends and I were introduced to a male teacher, there were multiple moments when we had to embarrassingly correct ourselves for responding to him, yes ma'am, because we were so used to our female teachers. And even beyond that, into high school, my experience with teachers was mostly female. And you can only imagine how I also became part of the minority when I became a teacher myself. It's interesting and in a very important way concerning. I don't have access to the official statistics, but even when we read up articles on the male and female difference in the teaching industry of South Africa, you learn that over 65% of teachers in the country are female compared to a little over 30% of male teachers. And I would even argue from my experience that a majority of that 30 to 30, 35% of male teachers take up senior primary high school positions. And it's probably not so different all across the world as well. It's probably easier than not to justify these numbers as well. For starters, women are considerably more nurturing than men. When it comes to children, a lot of them have more patience and are ready to play more creative roles in raising children. Men are more technical, much more set in our ways. While the women are capable of going down to a child's level and almost raising them up by speaking their language, the men almost actively demand that the child come up to their level. They raise children by consistently setting a higher standard and calling them up to it. Why do you think men look forward to teaching their children how to ride a bike or look forward to teaching them how to drive a car or fix a, a, a tire or even graduate from school? The, the men are consistently calling their children up to a higher level, not necessarily going down to their level. And I think when you consider these reasons alone, the numbers begin to make sense. But it's still quite concerning. If not for the reason that they probably won't go up anytime soon, then for the fact of how schools and by extension their communities tend to respond to them. You see, the fact that there's a greater percentage of females to males in schools means that from the beginning, children are birthed, cared for and trained up by maternal figures, mothers whose voices the children grow up familiarized with. Pair that up with the fact that there is a weaker percentage of males to females in school and that outside of school, in the communities these children come from, there tends to also be a weaker presence of fathers. Then you have children who seem to respond better to mother figures than they do to father figures who reinforce male presence and show them the importance of the male voice. From experience, I honestly believe that schools in most African communities are aware of this. But again, my main issue is not that the problem exists, neither is it our awareness of it, but more so how a majority of our schools and communities respond to it. Because there are so many mother figures and there are so few father figures, our children obviously grow up very familiarized with the female voice and very much unfamiliar with the male voice or with the male presence. And like I said, I don't think that schools in the African community or, or the community itself is 
unaware or ignorant of the fact that there is a gaping hole for fathers within the community and within schools. But the issue with how we respond to it is we tend to encourage fatherhood or male role models, but we only recommend that if indeed it is outside of a, of a family structure, um, specifically within schools and specifically within in the context of the local church, we tend to be very heavy on recommending fathers to young men. And don't get me wrong, young men need healthy, strong male examples. In fact, it's very fair to argue that there is a shortage of that, not only within the African community, but all over the world as well. Young men do need fathers. But I don't know what it is about this topic that makes us overlook the fact that young girls need fathers too. And an example of how we tend to overlook the fact that young girls need fathers too is very much seen within the school setting. And again, I say this having opened up the podcast by letting you know that I do know the professional teaching space. I have spent some time there. So I know how we tend to respond to such a topic. Take this for example. Generally, when a young man gets in trouble or a young man is having a difficult time behaving appropriately within school settings, what certain teachers tend to do or or what the school itself tends to do is they tend to refer that young man to a male teacher or a male figure um, to deal with that problem, to mentor them through life and to maybe even from a Christian perspective, take them through discipleship. It's usually the man who is tasked to respond to, you know, the problem of a difficult young boy. And conversely, if it's a young girl, who is having some trouble behaving appropriately within school, maybe flunking out of their class and and they're just proving to be very difficult, the person they are most likely to be referred to within the same school setting is a woman. It's a female. But somewhere in between all of this referral to a male or referral to a female I've always questioned and wondered if some of the problems that our young boys and young girls go through are appropriate for fathers and, of course, appropriate for mothers. So, in other words, what I'm trying to say is when I refer a young girl to a female teacher, am I taking into account that the problem, that the root problem, um, that that could be showing up through their behavior is actually a daddy issue. So in other words, an issue that requires the guidance and the influence of a male figure. Am I taking into account the fact that sometimes when young boys misbehave, it's not always something that can be addressed or should be addressed by a man? Perhaps the young boy is suffering from a lack of a good nurturing mother. Perhaps they, they, they've, they've got, I guess, what you could call a mommy issue and should therefore be referred to a female who can respond to that motherly need. I do wonder if we take that into account. 
Because failing to take that into account means that while we may be good at identifying the problems that young people go through, we may not always be accurate in prescribing the right people to respond to them. The reality is not every single problem a young girl goes through is a mommy issue or an issue that needs to be directly responded to by a mother. At the same time, not every single issue that a young man goes through needs to be responded to by a man or a father figure. Sometimes they could very well be dealing with a mommy issue, an issue that needs to be responded to by a female figure. And if we teach our young people that boy problems are only responded to by fathers and girl problems are only responded to by mothers, then I honestly believe we're doing them a disservice because we're robbing them of the influence that a person of the opposite gender can offer. And the argument that I would also like to attach to that is that the group that probably suffers from this the most are the girls. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing that young men don't need fathers. But I am arguing that as far as young men needing fathers is concerned, this is a conversation that is readily accepted and in fact more implied for the young men than it is for the girls. Everybody tends to, to know and easily accept that a young man needs a strong role model, a strong male figure to guide them through life and to teach them a healthy version of masculinity. But we don't seem to imply the very same as strongly for the girls. And that's very concerning when you consider the role of a father and just some of the consequences that can be experienced by young girls who eventually grow into women by a lack of strong male role models or even the complete lack of a father growing up. And it's pretty simple. The role of a father is not just limited to one who protects his children or provides for them, but a father is also an identity giver. Fathers assign identities to their children, not just the names that we call the children, boy or girl, but they help them find their place in the world. They help them identify their best strengths, help them deal with their weaknesses by giving them the wisdom to respond to them. Fathers are identity givers. And so obviously, young men need fathers, great. But, but if we don't emphasize just how much young girls need fathers too, the reality is they grow up without a healthy representation of masculinity. And as I think most of us are seeing currently in society, all over social media, and in fact, in real life, they grow up without a, a proper view of themselves, a proper view of their own identity. I don't mean no offense by it. I'm just trying to give you the facts. This is generally what we're seeing in society nowadays where a lot of young women have a very distorted understanding of men. Some of them even downright hate masculinity. And I don't think it's far-fetched to suggest that a lot of those women have either not experienced healthy versions of masculinity or they did not have fathers at all. 
In fact, the impact of a complete lack of male role models or a lack of healthy male role models for a young girl tends to show up very early. For example, what I tend to see, especially in, in the school settings, working around preteens and, and even young teenage girls, is that when a young girl seems to be attracting a lot of negative attention from the boys, and I mean negative attention as in the young girl who is a teenager seems to be having a romantic relationship with several young men all throughout her high school career. It's not just a case of a young child who is finding their way in the world and is discovering things with a free, adventurous spirit as they go along. It's very rarely that. Generally, what you tend to find is the case is that there's a daddy issue there. There is a, a, a gaping hole for a positive male role model. And she seems to be trying to fill that gaping hole by dating these young boys or in the worst of circumstances, dating older boys, boys older than her or even men who are older than her, right? So this is the, the very classic scenario of the young eighth grade girl dating the senior guy up in grade 12. This is the classic case of the young grade 12 girl dating a guy who is either in university or, or a complete old man. So again, there are cases and exceptions where it's just a matter of a young girl discovering her way through the world, making a bunch of decisions and, and just going along with it, right? I mean, we can easily be aware of the fact that women can be attracted to men who are older than them. But, but there are cases, I feel, in these scenarios, which are not just a matter of a woman being attracted to somebody older than her, but a woman responding to her lack of fathers in the wrong way. Ultimately, both society and the young girl in question will feel the effects of growing up without a father or growing up without a healthy representation of masculinity. Ultimately, girls need fathers too. Now, from a school perspective and, in fact, from any organization that works with young people's perspective, I think I can understand why there are a lack of male figures in these spaces. I think first and foremost, besides the reasons I gave at the top of the episode um, to justify the statistics that we we picked up that, well, majority of teachers and, in fact, youth workers all across the country are female compared to a very small percentage of males. Uh, besides those reasons, I, I genuinely believe that our community is probably still living under some shock as far as males' relationship with women are concerned. Males' relationship with young women specifically is concerned. It's no secret that we have had stories of, unfortunately to say it, sexual abuse or, or, or inappropriate contact 
between older men and and young women um stories of sexual abuse between teachers and in fact students male teachers female students and so understandably schools probably take a, a lot of precautions around having a male figure mentor a female student um understandably you know we we don't necessarily want to have those two people in the same room uh and and we don't want to have those two people walk the same path for for too long and and in fact we're only comfortable with those two people from opposite genders walking the same path if indeed they are family or, or of course again we're dealing with a father daughter situation but i don't think there is a lot of trust afforded to male figures when it comes to mentoring young girls and again i completely understand and i completely empathize with it though at the same time i can you know argue that it's true that responding in a fearful manner is not necessarily the right thing to do you know it's i've often thought about this and i and i thought well you know if if they has been an issue in a specific area of life and and if you know certain people and certain individuals have abused and misused something that could actually have the potential of being good then i don't think the solution is to break that thing off altogether i don't think that the solution to um you know the issues that we face whenever we assign male figures to mentor or to walk a road with young girls is to completely do away with the idea of 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 male to female mentorship i really don't think that, that that's the solution and i am very critical of schools that actually take that as a solution again i understand you want to play it safe you want to avoid a lawsuit you want to avoid a lot of issues for the young children you want to protect them but at what cost i tend to ask right is it at the cost of a young girl knowing uh healthy masculinity because if it is then i feel like you're losing more than you're gaining right and so i don't think the solution is to do away completely with the idea of male to female uh role models uh male to female mentorship to put it you know much better um perhaps the solution really does begin in putting up more safe structures i guess you could say and 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 giving male role models more accountability not that they will perform badly underneath it or that we are trying to communicate that we don't trust uh them with the young girls but i think more so to communicate the fact that there has been issues in this area and if we aren't careful enough to put proper boundaries and even give these people proper accountability those issues can easily persist what i'm trying to argue is that i believe that there is a world and there is a safe platform for schools for communities for any youth child youth and child organizations to allow male role models to do their job specifically for the girls those safe platforms exist we just probably have to do 
a very intentional job at actually finding them and obviously establishing them successfully and continuously throughout the years. Doing away with male to female mentorship, basically saying to the girls, you are not going to have fathers because these are the challenges we are afraid of experiencing. These are the mistakes we are afraid of making. That's the wrong way to respond to it, in my honest opinion. Girls need fathers too. Having a male role model for me has impacted me in so many ways and one of those ways I can think of is self-discovery. I've learned that um, be the best you basically like strive for excellence um, don't be okay with normal things be willing to go the extra mile in order to achieve that big thing and so i've learned that and i've also learned that it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to feel sad it's okay to not be okay here and there but don't let that discourage you from being you and doing things that you love and yeah that's what I've learned basically in self-discovery and in general I've learned that men show love in different ways um, you can get a man who's like totally quiet totally ice cold doesn't really talk much that hardly even shows the fact that he loves you like my father but loves you and then you get someone who's loud is always in your face yeah who's just always always they be like hey come on and love you twice as much so men should love in different ways and i've also learned that having a male role model um they try their best to relate to what people are going through for me personally um they've related to a lot he has related to a lot of what i've been going through tried to put him in my position and help me out of a situation or yeah whatever i'm going through and just be like yeah i think this would be more appropriate or the best option or yeah something like that and so yeah having a mirror model has impacted me in a lot of ways and i've also learned a lot also from having a male role model and yeah i think it's really important to have a male figure in your life just so you can also get a perspective of the other gender and yeah yeah
The topic itself is probably a superpower. I define a superpower as something that is so powerful and so significant that if you use it right, it'll really have the greatest impact on everyone around you. But if you don't use it well and you abuse it, then it can have some very negative, life-changing results. <laughs> and I think this is what fathers represent too, especially for young girls. They are a superpower. You do it well, you can have some very good young girls and eventually some very strong, and, and I, I use the term strong in the most positive context possible women but of course at the same time if you don't use it right then well you are already seeing some of the results of not doing it right in society right now regardless those are my thoughts on the conversation and as always i'd like to invite you to contribute to it give me your thoughts share what you think I got right and what you may perhaps disagree with, check out a link in the description where you can click it, send in a voice note. I get to listen to you as you have listened to me and give me your thoughts on the idea or perhaps even what I'm sharing as an argument, but what I also believe is an actual fact, actual truth that girls need fathers too. What do you think? I'm going to leave it there for now. My name is Martin King, and you have just listened to Confessions of a Creative Conversationalist.